0: On today's episode, tech CEOs get grilled on Capitol Hill, the U.S. responds to Houthi attacks, and Trump's mounting legal bills. This is Next with Lex. Let's get it. Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of Next with Lex. I am your host, Lex Sleuthor, and I read the news so you don't have to. Today is February 1st, 2024. Happy February. We made it through January. We're almost to March, which means we're almost to summer, right? We're almost there, and we're going to start off the day with that positive attitude because we have to. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, the top tech CEOs of the country, including ex's Linda Yacanero, TikTok's Suzy Chu, not to be confused with the popular Starburst Alternative Hi-Chu, Snap's Evan Spiegel and Discord's Jafin Citron gathered on Capitol Hill, summoned there for a Senate hearing on child safety in social media. Now, this is a big topic. It's been a big topic for a long time. There is no currently no legislation that's in place to be able to protect children. There's some features on these things, but we are seeing an insane prevalence right now of depressions amongst children in the United States. We're seeing insane rates of suicide-related deaths because of social media and this depression, especially in teenage girls. There's been internal documents in the past that had been leaked by whistleblowers at Meta showing that they knew about all this stuff. They they previously had plans to come out with a specific Instagram just for kids. They scrapped that plan after the whistleblower came out and said, hey, they're building an Instagram for children, and they already know that this can detrimentally affect teenage girls. And they were still going. So there was huge backlash for that. They scrapped it, and we move on. So I'm going to play a couple of clips from this because this there's a lot to cover in this. This has been a big issue. This is like kind of one of those prevalent issues. There's two big issues going on really in the Senate and that's going to be item number one, which is the border crisis. And number two, it's just social media, this complete unregulation that's out of control. So this was an opportunity for the Senate to get all the tech leaders of all the big social media platforms in one room and grill them and grill them they did. At one point, Josh Hawley of Missouri pressed Zuckerberg to apologize. So an unprecedented move, Mark Zuckerberg gets out of his seat turns around to the crowd and the crowd in the senate hearing chamber is a bunch of parents holding up their signs of their children that had committed suicide from sextortion or other things related depression related directly social media after discovering it so here's the clip of that happening let me ask you this let me ask you this there's families of victims here today have you apologized to the victims would you like to do so now? Well, They're here, you're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? So he stands up, he's looking at the audience, and he gives the most bullshit answer. It's a little hard to hear because this was very like impromptu. There's no microphone. He's not facing his mic, but he's saying, You know, I apologize for you having to go through what you have to go through. No one should have to go through this. And then, so the first part, he starts, he sounds like a normal human being, and then he just gives the most bullshit corporate y. And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing industry leading efforts. This is why we've invested so much in industry leading efforts.
1: <laughs>
0: Yo! Yo. Yo, thanks for the follow. I forgot I had that. So those in the middle of my podcast, because I'm streaming, get, get a follow right in the middle. So I have no idea how I'm going to edit. <laughs> I got I to gotta keep this in, right? I got to keep that in. That's fucking awesome. Especially when John Cena's music just bumps like that. Let's go. So here we got, we got the uh, Zuck standing up. He's given the most bullshit response. Like he starts by saying, hey, none of your family should have to go through this. This is an awful thing to have to go through. And then he turns around and says, but we're investing all this stuff and we're in industry leading efforts. And just like, you're talking to your, like a board. Or something, bro. These are people that their kids committed suicide, standing feet from you. You started off good, but then you just completely shit the bed after that. So that's Mark Zuckerberg going at it. Let's continue. And he almost flinches at the end, like like a robot. If you ever watch like Star Trek: The Next Generation and like those scenes with Data whenever he would like have this emotion chip installed in him right and in the movie he'd be like alright I'm feeling all this stuff and then Picard would be like maybe now's a good time to turn off your emotion chip and he kind of like twitches his neck and he's like done and then he's like completely emotionless Captain I believe I am feeling anxiety it is an intriguing sensation a most distracting yeah, I'm sure it's a fascinating experience but perhaps you should deactivate your emotion chip for now good idea sir Done. I swear to Christ, that's exactly what Zuck just did. (laughs) It looks like he just like turned off his emotion chip or turned it back on as he sat down so he could turned it off so he can give that speech and then sat down. So that's Zuck. So Zuck is throughout this whole hearing and I watched most of it, I live streamed most of it. Zuck got absolutely hammered. Zuck got hammered more than TikTok CEO got hammered during this thing. And I like, of course, some of the Republicans were coming after like the, the CCP, like Ted Cruz at one point was talking about comparing different posts. Like, all right, for every Taylor Swift post on Instagram and TikTok, it's two to one. So if there's for every two posts of Taylor Swift on Instagram, there's one post on TikTok. And then he started going into other examples. And one of the examples was Hong Kong protests. And there's like 50 posts or 200. Uh, Hong Kong protests was 250 posts on Instagram for every one post on TikTok. So he asked me, like, how much is the CCP influencing what you censor like here in America? And he, of course, he says no. And that's really the heart, like the most he got out of it. Zuckerberg was the one who got absolutely smashed. At one point, Ted Cruz brings up a, a board with a message that says, like, if you use these hashtags like pedo sex and like these really nasty hashtags it would bring up content and but it give you a warning and the warning said what you're about to view may contain disturbing images of like child exploitation things like that and then it gives the user two options and the two options are are either get resources which i they didn't go into what that means what does get resources means like probably like to report it or something like that i would assume but get resources or see results anyway So, they're doing nothing to stop like exploitation of children, really. Like, when you dive deep into it, and right then, like, this is what's all about. How do we keep our children safe? How can we affect mental health? How can we make this better? Zuck continued to get hammered. This is, and I'm not a big fan of Lindsey Graham personally. Something about his voice just fuck him. Like, oh, uh, would you like some? like uh, something about his voice just doesn't doesn't do it to me. He's got, he's got like that southern hospitality, but kind of gets, gives this like pedophile vibe to me, at least. I don't know. But here's so. So here's Senator Lindsey Graham talking about something that I want to kind of give a broader thing of, and that's how there's no regulation whatsoever in social media. And this is really what these hearings are about is regulating social media. Every industry in the United States is regulated one way or another, and it's to protect the consumer. We just had one of the centers made a comparison to Boeing. We just had a door fly off of Boeing a couple of weeks ago, and we grounded that entire fleet of MAX 747s, right? We grounded it and we're like, yo, let's inspect these things, make sure that they're good to go, that they're like they're we don't have birds dropping out of the sky because that would not be good. So, so we don't have that. So that's a type of regulation. The FAA regulates the airline industry. Right? ATF regulates, although very loosely, the gun industry. So Lindsey Graham, is make certain, he's going to make some comparisons here. I'm going to play the clip and is going to talk about regulation. He is spot on with everything he says. I have two clips from Lindsey Graham. I'm going to play them back to back and then we shall discuss. Not one law protecting American consumer. Social media has been out for a long time, people. I mean, I remember getting my first Facebook account when I was in college. Just talked about this yesterday. My first Facebook account it was when you had to have a .edu address. You had to have a .edu address. I was at the University of Cincinnati. I remember getting it. It was like the biggest thing, and I had to delete it. I had to delete it for two reasons. One, the things I would post as an 18 year old, it <laughs> wouldn't fly today, right? I'm sure that that applies across the board to anybody. Don't don't sit here on your high horse like, oh. oh yeah. King in the castle, king in the castle. Uh, Don't don't sit here and judge me because I put stuff when I was an 18-year-old that I would never put as a (laughs) 38-year-old. Because you did the same thing at home. Whoever's listening, you did the same thing. So I had to delete that Facebook. And I, that's reason one, primary reason. Reason two, I deleted my Facebook is because it was full of people. I had no idea who they were. I knew that they like every picture. It was when the, all this information was coming out, how the Facebook was like selling all your information. I was like, I don't like this. Like, I don't even know these people anymore. I met you one day drunk at a party playing beer pong. And now I have no idea who you are. You know, 15 years later, you have three kids, you've gained 80 pounds and, and now have a beard. No idea who you are. I probably didn't even remember you a week after that party because I was most likely blackout. Not not saying. It was the right thing to do, but it's just what we did, you know? So that's, uh, so that's clip one from, from Lindsay. Here's clip two.
1: Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. When we had cigarettes killing people, we did some about it, maybe not enough. You're going to talk about guns? We have the ATF nothing here. There's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. You can't be sued. Now, Senator Blumenthal-
0: I know this is long, but this is good. This is going on for a while and we're going to continue this. What he's about to describe is what I kind of mentioned earlier, the leaked documents, that whistleblower that came out. There some emails released between CEOs and executives of Meta and different people about the mental health impacts that social media and directly Facebook has.
1: Like the dynamic duo here have found emails from your company where they warned you about this stuff and you decided not to hire 45 people that could do a better job of policing this. So the bottom line is, you can't be sued. You should be. And these emails would be great for punitive damages.
0: The next line he says is the most impactful.
1: But the courtrooms closed, every American abused by all the companies in front of me. Of all the people in America we could give blanket liability protection to, this would be the last group I would pick.
0: That statement, the court is closed for the merit for the consumer. There is nothing I can do or you can do about anything that happens directly related to the product of Facebook, Snapchat, Discord, X, TikTok. God, there's so many different ones now, right? There's nothing we can do. Someone can message me, directly threaten my life, uh, hold me hostage. And I, there's nothing, I can't hold that company liable for not taking better measures to protect me. Now I'm a 38 year old dude. I can protect myself. I know what's scams. I know it's not scams and things like that. I see it all the time. It's funny because as I live stream stuff, people will come in say, and start engaging you can tell like it's a bot and they'll start engaging me. And I'll be like, oh, cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, you want to see my artwork? And it's like, okay, well, I, every time someone comes in now and starts chatting, I'm able to tell immediately if that's like a, a bot or a marketer or what it is, right? The, the reason they're doing that is because you know how many kids are streaming and they're not, and they're not. They're like, oh, I have someone that's on here. They want to follow me. They want to be my friend. They want to do this. Kids don't know any better. They think they do, but they don't. I know I don't have children, but I know for a fact that I will never forget what it was like to be a kid. I know two things, two things that I absolutely remember when I was a kid. Item number one that i knew everything i always knew what was best for me doesn't matter what age it was i knew i knew better than anybody else and then thing number 2 is i didn't know shit those are the two certainties about my childhood that i can i can go back and say that i didn't know i like i thought i did but i don't i always thought i knew better but i didn't these kids don't know what what they're getting into and so that's why we do need guardrails there's parent i mean the whole gallery is full of parents where their kids committed suicide or were held. And a lot of it was from sextortion you know sextortion where on snapchat someone will uh, someone will friend me or something or to send me a dm and be like hey so nice to run into you again or something like something very open-ended like that and so you're thinking well there's millions of people i've met i I don't know and maybe you engage and some people fall for these traps and it's just people that are like oh they'll send so they'll send fake images of like a woman to someone or naked images in response so it's like send me something back and so like a dude or a woman will then send like a, a nudie back they'll send one right they'll send one right back to them and then after a couple of those they say hey Guess what? I'm not really this chick. I have all these naked pictures. You, I'll release them to your school, your parents, all over the internet. I know your name. I know where you live. I have all this information. I'll release all these messages that we sent unless you pay me X amount of dollars. And kids are committing suicide over this shit because they can't have like that. You can't process that level of embarrassment. Like you got to be some sick, sadistic fuck to be able to do something like that and devise a scheme like that against children. And these platforms really aren't doing anything to stop it. Right? They're not doing anything to perpetuate it, but they're not really doing anything to stop it. And I. I know it's, there's a lot of things that go into this, but you cannot have the the whole basis of this. And what the point I want to get across today is you cannot have in any free market society. You cannot have a single industry that not have direct. They don't have to answer to the consumer. Never have we have an, an industry where they haven't had to answer to the consumer car companies. If I get in my car, I have a, a Hyundai, not a paid sponsorship ad, by the way, but Hyundai me up. If I have a Hyundai. If I get in that car and I drive it down the highway and all of a sudden the wheel falls off, like just flies off and I get in a bad car accident and something, let's say I lose my life. And then later on it comes out, they do an investigation, blah, blah, blah. And it comes out that five other accidents have happened within the last year. Of, and this. oh, it's a fault. It was a bad weld on this specific model of this. Our machine went out and we missed it over our quality control inspections. I fully expect my wife to take that company to court and live the rest of her life on an island if she so chooses. Like that's that's what I expect because we the consumer ultimately has the ability to hold manufacturers and industries responsible at least here in the United States. And that's what we're getting at. We need to, it's regulation, it's regulation. And these are bipartisan efforts going on right now. This, this isn't just a Democrat thing or a Republican thing. Everybody in every state, all the constituents across the board in all 50 states are seeing this, what's going on with mental health and social media and how it affects our kids and how we have to protect our kids. So when we get to mental health aspect of it and children, Mark Zuckerberg comes out with this. I take this very seriously. Mental health is a complex issue, And the existing body of scientific work has not shown a causal link between using social media and young people having worse mental health outcomes. Senators- Shut up, bitch! So fucking untrue. Maybe not definitive, and maybe a lot of these studies are primary, but if you literally just go into Google, and this is what I did, you just go into Google and you type, does social media affect mental health? The very- First thing that pops up is the National Library of Medicine, a.gov address. This isn't some partisan bullshit where they're gonna try to like feed me some some new world order, like, new oh, new world it's like some of that like bullshit. No, this is for the well, they could be new world order if since it's a government website, right? <laughs> some people might be like, uh ah, uh, ah, Lex, it's the government, you can't trust them. But look, a physician came out and said, I'm just gonna read a partial uh, abstract. Several studies, and this is a quote from the abstract on the screen here. Several studies have indicated that the prolonged use of social network sites such as Facebook may be related to signs and symptoms of depression. In addition, some authors have indicated that certain social media activities might be associated with low self-esteem, especially especially in children and adolescents. So that's the big one. It does go on to say other studies have uh, presented opposite results, but it says several, like a majority of them are going to. And, and I don't need a study to tell me this. I'm going to give you an example. I had a, a girl that I used to work with. She was 23 at the time, and I was in pharmaceuticals calling on pediatricians at the time, so I was slinging slinging drugs. I was a legal drug dealer for a while here in the States. This girl, at one point, I forget how we got on the conversation, but she had this, uh, this thing, this rule, to where if she posted something on Instagram, if it didn't have 100 likes within two hours, it was removed. It was removed. Okay, on the surface, you're like, okay, well, you know, you want to like you're looking for likes and content and things like that and followers. Like, so if you take it on the surface level, whatever, like that's just her way of doing, wants to make sure she's entertaining her, you know, people. So that's one way you can take it. This is not how I take it whatsoever. I take it as as this. This is my take. This is Lex's take. Let me talk to you. If I post something on social media and I have that rule that I don't get a hundred likes within two hours, here's what happens. Let's say I post a picture of my Star Wars mug that I'm drinking right now that my lovely wife brought me at my desk this morning. Thank you, honey. Let's say I love this cup. This is my favorite mug. It's not, but let's say this is my favorite mug. I don't have a favorite mug, but let's say this is. And I post a picture of like morning morning coffee. Yeah cup of coffee in the big thing. My favorite cup. I post it and I don't get hundred likes. I'm going to remove that because because that that's not good. You know, I didn't get my hundred likes in two hours. I'm going to remove the post. I am subconsciously telling myself what's wrong with me. Like This isn't cool. I shouldn't like this because this is cool. I need to find a different mug. And maybe now I bring, luckily I had tea this morning, so I actually have another mug. I, this is impromptu. This was not planned, but I have another mug. This definitely isn't my favorite mug. But now I post this mug and now I'm just going to continue posting different mugs until I find what other people like, because it doesn't matter what I like. It only matters what other people like. And now I'm not, I'm just a shell of myself. Just, I'm not being able to express myself. I'm not happy. That leads, like there's something wrong with me. If nobody likes my mugs, then there's something wrong with me because I'm not picking the right type of mug. So now you do that. Unfollow. Let's say you post a, uh, now that's a very superficial example. Let's say I post a selfie I get dressed up. I get all, I, I, I put on my three piece suit. I'm looking fucking fly. I'm ready to go and I post a picture and I get one like, what's wrong with my suit? What's wrong with my beard? What's wrong with my glasses? What's wrong with my hair? What's wrong with everything? If you have that mentality, like insane. So now you're going to start looking at people. Oh, this person, this girl, or this guy has 10,000 likes on their post. I should start maybe doing that. Not good. Now you take, I don't know what it's like to be a teenage girl, but now imagine being a teenage girl getting picked on at school or something like that, or you post something and your friends are probably making fun of you because no one likes it or something like that. That causes insane self-doubt, depression. And I want to kind of touch upon the fact that I was in pharmaceuticals. And I called on pediatricians. So I actually got into a conversation with a group of pediatricians, a big one, of the second largest pediatrician office where I'm from. And I talked to them. I told them the story about my friend. I shit you not two nurse practitioners in there, both looked at me and said, oh yeah, my daughter does that. Swear to God, I was floored. After we all just talked about how, and we just had a conversation about how social media can affect mental health, how they're prescribing and refilling more antidepressants than they ever had in their careers. I used to call a psychiatrist, and they said the amount of antidepressants for teenagers has skyrocketed because of social media. There's There's no other reason. I bet you, you can directly associate when the iPhone became prevalent. If someone were to get the data and put it side by side and you were able to look Look at the data between iPhone release and like when, let's say 4G, let's say when 4G came out and like the internet was really accessible, everyone kind of had like iPhone. I'm like, I'm talking like iPhone, like sevens and eights. Pretty much everyone had one at this point. Like everyone's, you can even go a little bit further down. I bet you the, the graph just spikes. I bet you it's a nice, smooth curve up because as population increases, just naturally people are going to get more antidepressants as society changes and and different external factors change. But then I bet you it just fucking spikes because of social media. So for Zuck to sit there and say, oh, I don't believe in that. I don't think there's a direct relation after you have fucking emails that state otherwise floating around within your company that a whistleblower let out. Come on, bro. Come on. Melania Trump that be better. A few moments later. All right. U.S. military. But we get into something that I, you know, I love pressing this button. We're getting back to the Middle East, baby. Toasty. It's toasty again. Back in the Middle East, the U.S. placed the attack that killed three U.S. soldiers in a base in Jordan just last week. They're pinging the attack on the Islamic resistance in Iraq. So you know what that means. (laughs) Uh-oh, <laughs> we probably bomb we're gonna bomb Iraq again, probably. So they pinged it on them. This is a direct, and we pretty much said, this is an Iranian backed militia. We know that. Have you read an article earlier that stated that Iran has been very surprised with how aggressive these these militias of theirs are have been towards the United States and it's kind of taken them a little bit by surprise and it's making them a little nervous. Making them a little nervous because the United States is, we're getting a little PO'd about it. We're getting a little pissed off about it. And rightfully so, we can't be having that. According to ABC News, Pentagon officials at a privy to the situation preparing for a multi-target, multi-day attack that will be bigger than anything we've seen so far and could include assets that are owned directly by Iran. That are outside of Iran, so we're not. It looks like we're not going to attack Iran directly on their territory, on their soil, but we are going to hit their stuff wherever we please. This most likely uh, covers the umbrella of like their Revolutionary Guard Corps, who's training and doing all this stuff to for these rebels. So we'll see how that works out. So we probably will be striking Iran in one way or another, just not on their soil. President Biden apparently is adamant that we take action, and he wants he wants to send a message. So Grandpa Joe don't fuck with grandpa joe the dude's seen shit you don't fuck around with him yeah uh, hey man like you know back in back in you know back in delaware man you know he just yeah the hoot that you just gonna you know you, you gotta bomb him <laughs> my bino will get better a few moments later Sticking with some domestic news, there's an article on ABC News out Trump spending more than $50 million of his PAC money and super PAC money on legal bills in 2023. So this is just a fun like, little what you need to know. So entering 2024, Trump's PAC Save America, which at one point following the 2020 election boasted a $100 million war chest, $100 million sitting in there, had only $5.1 million in cash at hand at the end of 2023. So at the end of 2020, they had $100 million, Now they only have $5.1 million. 2023 legal bills for trump 50 million dollars from his pack directly to his legal bills and that's without the eg carroll 83 million dollar in damages for defaming her in 2019, of course, Trump's appealing uh, both decisions for penalties and defamation. So he's appealing both of those verdicts for the e. Jean Carroll case. So he's got a lot of money to pay, pay. And then in a separate case, a New York judge is also weighing whether to find Trump as much as $370 million plus interest in his civil fraud trial in state of New York. So why I'm t- saying this, I'm just letting people know you like Trump. Good for you, man. Lex sits in the middle. I don't want to see Geezerfest 2024. I think both candidates are too old. But just so you know, if you're going to donate to the man, Donald Trump, understand where your money is going. You're directly paying his lawyers. You might as well just cut a check to his lawyers, right? Why not? In world news, France is on track to become the first country in the world. I know my wife will like this article in my feminist crowd. France is on the track to become the first country in the world to include abortion rights in its constitution. The, Na- the French National Assembly passed a SORC bill on Tuesday with 493 of their lawmakers in favor and only 30 again. So this wins with overwhelming popularity, which will move to enshrine abortion rights and right to choose rights for all women in France. Vive la France. They're expected to announce uh, and ratify all this stuff on International Women's Day, which is March 8th. They'll be the first country to do so, and they really... this. Movement in France gained significant traction when the US Supreme Court reversed the Roe v. Wade ruling in June 2022. So, Go France! A little progressive action happening in the world, stemming from us. Yeah, I love, I love the French culture, man. I love it. I love all their protests. I love. I'm going to cover cover next week. they the farmer protests going. They're literally they got farmers that are going throughout the streets of Paris and like unloading trucks of like cow shit and, and dumping cow shit on like government buildings and stuff. The French, like when they, you know, the French know how to protest. The French know how to protest. I'm always down to watch French protests. <laughs> A few moments later. Today in history. We have two great today in history. I like like the fun ones. and The past two days have been kind of tragic. The space shuttle Columbia was destroyed on this day in 2003 while returning to Earth from an orbital mission. The U.S. space shuttle Columbia broke up catastrophically at an altitude about 40 miles above Texas, killing all seven crew members. Oof. Brutal. So Space Shuttle Columbia falls apart during its reentry, killing everybody after completing their mission. Turns out a piece of foam hit the left wing of the shuttle during takeoff and was left unnoticed by the crew leading to micro failures across the board, which then, of course, led to catastrophic failures when you're dealing with things that deal with outer space and thousands and thousands of degrees of temperatures and things like that. So a piece of foam hit out, I guess, just dented a little thermal thing on the wing. And then on reentry, that became a bigger problem The tile flew off. There's actually some uh, thermal images that they have because they track the whole thing and they can see some debris flying off. So that's how they're able to investigate and figure this stuff out. So that fell off. And after that, it started causing a drag on the left wing. And when you're coming in at that speed, at that altitude, it started firing thrusters. The automatic navigation system started firing thrusters to try to keep the space shuttle like on course. But then it started dipping a little bit further, which increased the speed, which increased the heat, which then put extra stresses on systems that were already had micro failures. And then just one by one, and things just started breaking and popping creating further drag that would just cause the entire space shuttle to start spinning on all three accesses, the X, Y, and Z axis. So imagine this thing just going upside down around sideways all at three G's, which is significant. Not enough for a trained astronaut to technically lose consciousness. And there's data to support that the pilots were still trying to navigate. They switched, for example, from autopilot to manual pilot, they lost transmission after it was spinning out of control. So they were trying to do things and get high hydraulic pressure back so they're not exactly sure what killed the astronauts it could have been a plethora of things it could have been well one several of the astronauts when they discovered their bodies had the helmets the visors were open and then one astronaut actually had his helmet off so that could have led to there was definitely depressurization massive depressurization in the cabin which if they had the their visors open and they had their uh helmet off it would have caused their body fluids to start boiling pretty much instantaneously their blood would have turned to vapor Oof. What a way, what a way to go. Or there's reports that their shoulder harnesses that went over the shoulders failed as well and weren't properly engaged. So the only way they were staying in their seats was by their lap belt. So imagine three Gs being spun upside down around all these different ways and being slammed everywhere. So catastrophic head injuries and head trauma could have been a way that they they went. Also, they discovered that the way the neck ring of the helmet was seen sing- and those G-forces could act as a fulcrum to where snap their spine. Jesus Christ. How would you rather go by Guy Fox. Fawkes- wave yesterday or by your blood boiling what a happy ending
1: great success
0: questions you can email me at next at gmail.com that's next with lex show at gmail you can also hit me up on x instagram kick and twitch at lex luthor and don't forget to hit that follow button on spotify or apple Podcasts to get your news from your boy lex Sleuthor five days a week yeah you got deuces